The Killer Pod from Outer Space presents Watch This or Die. Welcome back to another episode of Killer Pod from Outer Space. My name is Vinny, and I'm here, as always, with our good brother Pete on the hotline. Yo, yo, yo. And we got Sean on the other hotline. What is up, fellas? What's happening? Uh, you know. Watching Tom Brady lose his mind. Oh, is he flipping out? Is he, is he breaking any tablets? Oh, not this time. Not this time. He broke two, and the NFL had to give a warning about breaking tablets. I love that. I love that. Like, what the hell kind of warning? Like, Tom's like, all right, I, I can just reach in my wallet and pay you guys back for those two shitty-ass Microsoft tablets that I broke. NFL you, property. That's, that's pennies. That's pennies for Tom Brady. Yeah, he's got that money in his boot. It's also pennies for the NFL. I mean, it's not like... Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, you can beat your wife, though. You just can't beat a tablet no especially not a microsoft tablet oh. uh, what you guys got going on not much we're doing a little uh bonus episode tonight we're gonna back pocket this one as of recording and release it upon you people at a later date when we're uh good and ready on the current date the current date when you're listening to it yeah yeah future. whenever you're listening that's when it released but yeah we're gonna dive right in uh, a watch this or die. Before we get into it, does anyone have any not too time sensitive news or anything? I mean, we'll do beers, of course. But uh, I'll just plug the uh, the autumn playlist again. Would I like to live deliciously by Peter Evans on Spotify? Yeah, I haven't fully gotten through it, but it's it's a fun one. Dude, I'm glad you brought it up because I've been listening to it a ton, and it's just like banger after banger it's a good list yeah yeah i got i got real weird with it and then i rounded it out a little bit there's a ton of stoner doom and little slow riffy sludgy stuff and then you know and then i got in there with the horror punk and you know threw on a little bit this a little bit of that so uh i i think it's my best work yeah, I mean, you are yeah, you are very skilled at making those. So for you saying this is your best work, I'm excited to hear the rest of it. Very thoughtfully done. Did uh, T Swift not make it on this one? Mm, there might be one. Okay. Was it haunted? No. What is it? I think there's one. I can't remember. Yeah. I did. It's a newer it's, one. I haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah. Uh, plenty of Dio, uh, plenty of AFI. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Salem is a band we've talked about a bunch, or just like you and I. Yeah. But uh, they've come up on there a couple of times, and I love that stuff. Little like like Alkaline Trio kind of vibe. Yeah. I mean, I I find a lot of stuff. I I find that you know, I mean, I've been a paid Spotify member now for I don't know seven eight years. And I find that it really, learn. I mean, you know, like all of us, I mean, I have a very wide range of things I listen to and I, I really pay attention to that discover weekly 
um, every every week it gives you a, a curated playlist to for you of things that they think you'll like to listen to. Some are new, some are old, and I use that a lot to find new stuff. Um, yeah, they do that, a good job of that. That, and I also go on to an artist I like. I'll play their artist radio, and then you get similar things, similar stuff, and I find new stuff there. Um, I'm just always looking for new stuff um, because without new stuff, I'm listening to the same stuff that I've been listening to since I was like 13. So, yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, I mean, with that said, I went and saw uh, Death Cab for Cutie this week. Uh, they just released a new album, I don't know, two weeks ago. And they were really fucking good. Hmm. I don't know. So, where did they play? Uh, uh, the Met over on North Broad Street. Cool. I don't know if the listeners of this podcast listen to De- listen to Death Cab, but I mean I everybody know. listens to I would follow you into the dark. So yeah, I mean I listened to them a lot in high school and still kind of follow them a little bit less to this day. But they released a new album and I've been listening to it this week and it's really fucking good. All right, cool. if you're into the sad indie stuff, sad bastard music, as I like to call it. Yeah, I don't know. It's good, man. Get me, get me there. Yeah, me too. I do have one music thing that I'm pretty excited to talk about, but it'll go hand in hand with our watch us or die tonight. So I'll save it. Ooh. Um, All right, let's kick it into some beers here. Sean, let's kick it off with you tonight. What do you got? I have a spooky season staple that my sister-in-law was nice enough to deliver me the other week. She gave me some dogfish head pumpkin ale. And it's one that I've had many of. Old 7%, good pumpkin beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my uh, my uh, pumpkin beer selection, tonight. I've mentioned, is limited. But that that's a good one. Yeah. It's just a, I, I've like kind of soured on pump, pumpkin beers a little bit over the years. Because uh, there's so many of them now. And it, I think they need to be north of 7% to be even worthwhile. Because a lot of the lower alcohol. Or the lower ABV ones are just, you know, kind of weak and kind of overspiced. Yeah. But the dogfish head is a good uh, medium brown ale with some pumpkin spice. Uh, it's a good offering. Another one I like, uh, and I like the way they market it and do it, is uh, Free Will Brewing Company out of Perkersy, Pennsylvania. At this time of year when all the pumpkin beers, pumpkin beers are hitting... Hitting hard, they do a yam beer. Oh yeah, which is quite good. I forget what it's called, but yeah, it's a yeah. They purposely do a yam beer to is spite all the pumpkin beers. Yeah, yeah, scarecrow. scarecrow. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, quite good. good. I've had a couple of good ones, and I'm hoping to feature them on some other episodes. Pete, what do you got? I have actually, for being that it is. Officially fall, I have Sir Charles Hard Cider from uh, Original 13 Cider Works in Philadelphia. And uh, it's a 6.5% semi-dry hard cider, proudly brewed in Philadelphia. I can get behind that. Delicious. There's a little note on the can here. It says, um, 
According to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverage during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. Well, that's a <laughs> disclaimer if I've ever heard of one. <laughs> Is that true? Oh. I don't know about babies. Uh, speaking of cider and beer in general, I went to this place out by me called Stampede Barbecue. And wow. the barbecue is out of this world. Like some of the best I've had in recent memory. And um, it's better it's, than it, the place up by the Mahoney. Yes, definitely. Like, I mean, it was really impressive. Their brisket was on point. Their smoked sausage was phenomenal. They had a really good smoked turkey. Sides were all really good. Uh, no collard greens, which I thought was a little suspect but the rest of the, you know all the sides were really good and what brought us out there was they recently added beer and it's a family business the the one son is doing the beer part but he's using like all kind of like old time methods so he's boiling all the wort over a wood fire it's going right into casts no stainless steel and then he pours all the beers right from the cast, all hand pump. And he had a, a dry and sweet cider featuring uh, cider from an orchard that's right next door. And he makes all the cider wild fermented and stores them in old sherry or rye barrels and then pours your glass right from the barrel. And it was wow. it was really good. The beer was good, That's and awesome. the food was really good. That sounds awesome. I'm worried it's not going to be sustainable. Like the the beer edition is brand new, but with him using those old brewing methods and using all cask and hand pumps, it limits like what he can offer. Like he's pretty much only going to offer ales. Uh, the seasonal he had, the seasonal he has on right now is a wheat ale, and then he's got a rye ale coming up next but i'm just worried that it won't be sustainable with with what he can offer and you know people are going to walk in there and be like oh you don't have any ipas but we'll see i i feel like that trend is going away a little bit uh but i, I think people just don't they don't have any taste the whole hazy ipa trend i hate uh I, I I hope that doesn't that isn't his downfall. Yeah, I mean, he's only got so he's got the the two ciders, and then he has four beers, and they're all going to be it's always going to be the same. He's got a blonde ale, a brown ale, and a porter. The porter was really good, and he does it with molasses. It was really light, and it was awesome on the hand pull uh, cast condition, and then he'll have a fourth seasonal that I'll change every three months or so. So it's a limited selection, but they were they were all on point. I didn't I didn't try the Blondale. I just got the brown, uh, the porter, and the cider. All very impressive. And then the barbecue was really was shined. That's, That's uh, awesome. Stampede Barbecue. Hey, I think we should make a trip out. South Central PA. Anyway, on the beer front, I also made a trip to Imprint Brewing Company in Hatfield, PA. Uh, and I brought home a little selection from them. This is the Double Dry Hopped Galaxy Glob. Uh, 
and it's got some cool can art. It's got uh, for any of their double dry hopped uh, beers, they have this cool uh, DDH logo. It's like a zombie severed hand holding a uh, spray paint can that says DDH on it. And in this case, it's tagging up a brick wall and there's like a glob uh, blob monster coming out of the wall. Pretty cool. I dig some imprint. They, um, what do you think about their space? Their what? The, uh, what'd you think about their space? Was that your, uh, first oh, it was cool. There? It was really cool. It's like a nice, nice big, like warehouse kind of space. They have a great merch setup. Like we spent entirely too much money on merch and bringing beers home, but it was fun. The food was on point. They were, when we were there, it was uh Oktoberfest celebration. So they had a whole, uh, German influence menu. Got a really good brat and kraut, uh, sandwich. Bavarian pretzel, but uh, yeah, it was a it was a fun spot. Yeah, I liked it. I was only there the one time, but uh, really nice beer selection, great beer fridge setup, uh, a ton of tables, like a ton of seating, and mm-hmm. you know, a little like outdoor beer garden. But I they're really, really uh, I'm sure we've mentioned it on early episodes. They've really taken off with their their smoogies, their uh, smoothie style sours. And they're very fruit forward. They're very smoothie. Uh, a lot of them are very dessert. And I just I have a hard time getting behind this. Like Steph loves them. She, they used to have like a, a pickup brick and mortar area here in Pottstown. And you had to pre-order. And it was like very specific times that you picked up. And she was like spending entirely too much money each week on, on beer releases. And I mean, I respect what they're doing because it's it's very different than anyone else with the like taking the whole smoothie thing to a whole other level. I mean, you're, you're basically it, like you're getting your daily, you know, dose of fruit for the day out of those things, but it's just too much for me. Especially the, the dessert ones are entirely too sweet for me with the diabetes. Yeah, I, I, I don't like all I that sweet. I noticed that when I was shopping there that they had a lot of that. But uh, I brought my dad back some of their Kolsch offering. Uh, whatever that I can't remember the name, but he's more of a low ABV German beer kind of Pilsner Kolsch, you know, pale ale guy. Um, not big into the hops, but he loved their Kolsch. That it was phenomenal. Well, and that's the thing. Like they seem to take some pride in like doing really authentic uh, lagering and Pilsners and Kolsches, and they and they do a pretty good amount of them on their rotation. But I don't think they get as much sales out of them but you can tell they like doing them and they have it they have some ipas in their rotation too um but they're definitely known for all the other stuff they do which is very creative and this is the first brewery i walked into where like the whole operation and brew setup is right there on the floor where you're hanging out and normally you can like smell hops or smell the the wart which is a great smell when you walk into a brewery. This place is very unique. We walked in and it just smelled like bananas. And I was like, oh yeah, it's imprint. <laughs> Pete, have you been there? No. They're over by, uh, you know, where Cold Cunt, uh, Cold Cut. Uh, cold Cunt. Did you say Cold, cold Cunt? Is that a yeah, strip club? Maybe. <laughs> Should be. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cold Cunt. Uh, shout out. Uh, no, uh, Cold Cuts that does a lot of uh, 
with merch for local punk bands, hardcore bands, and stuff. Uh, imprint is over okay. like right by right by where their shop is. Cool. Yeah, I've been there. All right, ready to dive into this? Watch us or die. Let's do it. All right, tonight we are doing produced and released by the awesome band Foo Fighters, chiefly by Dave Grohl. Their uh, horror project, Studio 666. This was uh, certainly released and marketed as a horror comedy. The deal was, uh, is the Foo Fighters, all the members of the band playing themselves and they're getting ready to, to release their 10th album, which is of course a big deal in the discography and uh, they're going to rent a space in LA or the surrounding area to record. And they find this, they, they have like a realtor they're set up with that finds this old this old mansion that was used for previous recording projects and right off the bat Dave Grohl decides they're gonna stay there and live there until they re record the album and uh, shenanigans ensue pretty quickly um so this could technically though I would be pretty surprised if it made it this could technically make a uh, upcoming list of ours because it's both a haunted house movie and a sort of a possession tale. No, that's true. I didn't even think about it that way. Um, but, um, you know, I think, so what, what's important to note about this movie is that you get exactly what you expect. Like, you know, you don't, I don't think anybody went into this thinking like this is going to be a groundbreaking horror movie you know it's just good fun um and it's meant to be that way it's it's uh there's all sorts of easter egg nods at um at um like horror classics there's there's a very obvious um reference to the burning with a with a murder with with hedge clippers yep yeah the spears yeah, and um, and the, and that kind of continues throughout the movie, and you know, it's just for for a horror, you can tell that it's a movie by a by horror fans for horror fans who also happen to be metalheads. I mean, it's it, it it's I don't know what, how this did on the market, um, but it's it it hits all the buttons for me for just a good old like stress-free like don't have to pay a whole lot of it like obviously i was paying attention but it's not like you're not you're not looking for details like where that you're going to be like oh is this connected to that because it's just it's all out there yeah there's know? not it's like just, little nuances that you're going to miss yeah but to, to go along um, with the the head nods to horror there was also a lot of fun just head nods to rock and roll in general which i i loved mm -hmm. Absolutely, um, it, it was a really fun ride, and I, I, I for some reason I don't, I don't know if it was like like my mood for the day or the night. Like, I wasn't really feeling it going in. It felt like it was a chore, and I was like watching it because I knew we were going to record about it. But as soon as it started, like ten minutes in, I was 
fully on board and having a blast and that lasted yeah. all the way through the movie. So I don't know if, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It was surprisingly funny. Like, uh, I think my expectations kind of like yours were like pretty low. Cause it's like a B, it's like a B movie plot and you know, it's, guys that aren't really actors but like there was it was funny yeah yeah i I had some good laughs there they had the right amount of kind of like self-deprecating humor going on like uh dave grohl um there's a point where he's like finishing up a drum track because because he and taylor are fighting or whatever and he's like complaining about his hands and he's like Oh, I'm gonna have to go get those fucking gloves because now when he drums, he wears gloves, and it's just like him making fun of himself for wearing gloves while mm-hmm. drumming. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's very much like you know, uh, like a che- like a cheesy movie made in the in in the mold of a cheesy movie. Like they knew that's what they were going for, and uh, you know, I thought. I, the, you know, the, like the band members acting was all like really bad, but like, I don't think that they, they weren't trying, you know, I think that was, that's all part of it, you know? Yeah, they definitely leaned into it. Yeah. Um, so basically, oh yeah. So to, to ex- expand on what um, Vinny was explaining with the plot. Um, so they find, you find out that this house that they rented was previously rented by another band in the early nineties and you know, they found a book that's, you know, basically similar to the Necronomicon from evil dead and they read from it and become possessed. And, um, you know, they're trying to basically write like the most evil album ever. And so Dave gets possessed by the same thing. Um, when he finds this like basement, like, death studio um well he, and, he's uh, having like writer's block because like yeah, yeah, I, yeah i like the part where he's like trying to come up with riffs and he, he's like showing the band you know a riff idea he has and like oh like yeah that's that's ever long and he's like oh yeah. damn it and like, <laughs> like he does another one and it's like another you know hit from Foo fighters so he's like struggling with writer's block and then like comes across this thing and has this like epiphany or awakening because he puts this vinyl on um what the hell's the band? God damn it, I keep forgetting the band. Uh, Dream Widow. Yeah, Dream Widow. Yeah. Widow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So then, what were you saying, Pete? Oh, uh, just um, you know, it kind of expands from there. So then he, you know, he kind of starts like offing members of the band, and ends up like recording, like starting to just record all the parts himself and then um it's like a 40 minute last, song yeah it's like yeah it's also like a 40 minute song which is also like kind of making a little bit making fun of, he, he had that like play track that he released like a couple years ago that's like 25 minutes long that's like just him and he recorded all the parts so i feel like it's also kind of like yeah yeah him making fun of himself and so it comes down to like the last couple of guys it's uh pat and uh um I don't know the other guy's names other than Pat and Taylor, but um, he uh, there's like two of them and they're trying and they basically like 
trying to exercise the demon out of them and uh um turns out that there's actually like a whole cult behind it uh behind the whole thing and but that also involves their manager and uh you know it's just it's just uh just good fun and uh i mean they really i don't know if they had favors to call in or like they the somehow cast? got like a, de- a decent budget behind this because like so i think it was favors um, so they have John Carpenter and his son working on this thing as, as like, like the, the sound text, as which the, is as awesome. The sound and theory. Carpenter did the, or at least helped with the, uh, the intro song to the movie, which yeah. was super cool. Um, one of my notes was that the soundtrack sounded awesome on my surround sound. Yeah. Uh, I, I really noticed that. You have uh, Carrie King as their sound tech setting up all their equipment. Yep. Um. Jenna Ortega, who's kind of like the new up and rising scream queen in horror, is a cameo throughout, like in the beginning and then kind of again at the end. Um, you got Jeff Garland from Curb Your Enthusiasm, Whitney Cummings, stand-up comedian, um, Lionel Richie, Will For- Will Forte as the as the delivery guy, who was hilarious. And Jeff yeah. Garland got like he got some of the laugh out loud moments from me where he's like yelling in the beginning, doing yeah his normal thing. Yeah, and like you said, Lionel Richie's in it. Um, yeah, so yeah, that was a um, that was a fun surprising part with the cast with all the surprise cameos. And um, so this was actually like sort of based off of. Like they really did this and rented this this space to write that their their album and like they actually were having like weird paranormal shit going on. Oh really? And and that's why the album is only like eight tracks. Like they didn't really even finish it. Which album? Um the newest one. Oh, okay. Um Waiting on a I, I don't I don't know if that's the name of the album or just the song. Um. Yeah, it's the one that came out like last year, or the year before. Um, their tenth album, and uh, so yeah, instead of it finishing and it being like a ten or twelve song album, it's like an eight track album, and uh, um, so Dave kind of like wrote this based upon experience, and that's cool. Um, I didn't know that part of it. Yeah, and he actually. Oh, yeah. I think he actually, yeah, he lived there for a short period of time. Then they recorded there and all this stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, just just cool that it happened. I mean, they're probably one of few bands that could still do something like this now. Probably the only you know, band. Like, I mean, certainly making it knowing that it's like, uh, you know, it's a parody of itself. So, like. You know, no, no, no one else is even trying it. So, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Total, total watch for me. This I thought would be such a nice double feature with uh, Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. Just, oh yeah, you, 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 uh, you messaged me that. That's true. Yeah, both, both of those movies are just are a lot of fun uh, in different ways. I think. Yeah. Um, Plus, especially with I mean Dave Grohl being 
the devil and Tenacious D, and then in this movie, right. in this and movie, then, when when he's got the blacked out eyes and the teeth, he, he pretty much like kind of looks like the same, a little bit. Similarly, with like a lot of fun cameos and like, not that Tenacious D gets into like horror elements, but it is like they're summoning the devil. Like it's a mm-hmm. little. Uh, both of the both of those movies are a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, this was um, even on the horror side. And the jams are great. Huh? And the the jams are great. Uh, Oh, the jams are great. Their song song that they're writing rips. Yeah. So there's a whole album. They they wrote, I don't know if it was the band or just Dave, but there's a whole album. It's on Spotify, and it's also the whole album's on my bottom playlist. Um, It's great. I was shocked. It's really good. Yeah. It's it's like it's um, like, it's like what Ghost wants to be. It's and there's like, there's elements of all different types of metal on on it too. Like there's like a speed metal song. There's like a doom metal song. There's um, you know, all uh, like the, the it's it hits, hits all the all the points. Yeah, I, I wrote I wrote one quote down when he's when he's like working out how to write the song and he's like, Oh, I got all these ideas. First it's like Prince, then it's like Slayer, and then it's like fucking Lawrence Welk. <laughs> yeah. That made me laugh out loud. Um but the yeah, it's on Spotify. The artist is Dream Widow, like the band for the vinyl that he finds and it's it's a great album to listen to. I also wanted to mention mm-hmm. like on Spotify, uh it doesn't say who made it, but there's a playlist called Studio Six 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 Soundtrack, and it it goes over every single song that's either played briefly or, or mentioned in the movie, and it's kind of all over the place, and it makes it a lot of fun to listen to, and it's cool that all that stuff made it into the movie. But uh, yeah, awesome. Dream Widow, mm, love that album. Like that, I was. I was spraying that those songs all over like different playlists that I have, not just the metal ones. Um, but the horror elements were good too. Like there was a good mix of CGI just because it was kind of necessary for them to do like the demon stuff, but it wasn't like it was noticeable and kind of cheesy, but worked. And then the practical effects, like mostly for the kills were pretty good and like the kills were like inventive. The the, the grill kill was yeah. like brutal. It was pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them were really good. And then it's like a shame and kind of like uh, in poor taste now, but the Taylor Hawkins kill was really cool with the drum yeah. symbol and everything and how they were like fighting with each other and. He had him keep playing it. It was. Well, I thought that was I thought that was pretty well done, and I, I was really happy with like his role in the film. I thought he did for a guy that wasn't an actor. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. And maybe that maybe that's my like rose colored glasses after the fact, but I thought he was good in this. Like I, you know, it was good seeing him on on screen and handling it well. Yeah. Rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins. But. Um, all in all, I'd say the movie was a success, success at least for our enjoyment. Yeah. Did, were you, did you guys take a look at all, like I, I 
I noticed there was beers everywhere. I, there were a band doing their tenth recording, and they were all Voodoo Rangers. That yeah, was what I was with that? It must have been. Yeah, a, I, I don't think it was product sponsorship. Did Voodoo Ranger get like a plug? They got a lot of Voodoo Ranger in there. There was oh, other either. there was other beers and whiskeys and stuff, but there Voodoo were. Voodoo Ranger was getting like the foreground. So there was either and some other shit, but Voodoo Ranger was all over this movie. So either they sponsored them, or they just liked drinking them, or they just like drinking them, or one of them is maybe invested. Is that a West Coast company? Yeah. Uh, yeah. New Belgium. Yeah, it's California. It's either California or Colorado. That's a pretty yeah. fine IPA. I'm not that I buy oh, it yeah. frequently, but. <laughs> I just noticed it. It was like all over, and I was like, "What is that?" And I was like, "Oh, I well, know. it's like." That's do you guys it. remember? If you remember, like the early seasons of Always Sunny, all they drank was Coors Light, and that's because they sponsored them. Mm-hmm. So, it's probably something along those lines. Yeah, I don't think of. I think of Dave Grohl as like a pretty. Like I don't. I mean, sure. I mean, I'm. I'm not saying he doesn't drink IPAs, but I think of him as like probably like a. Bud Light, Budweiser kind of guy, Miller Light, and yeah. I know for and I know for a fact because on Hot Ones he he loves black tooth grins. Uh, have you watched that episode, Ben? No. Yeah, you should watch it because he uh, he he gets Sean on Sean the host of Hot Ones gets him totally wasted. They just drink black tooth grins the whole time. That's awesome. And he shouts out Pantera for. Dimes drink. One of their moments I enjoyed was when Dave Grohl starts to see the. I guess we're spoiling this movie. There's not really a whole There's lot. There's not spoiling. Spoil is fun. Uh, yeah, it's not like it's see, a major. Yeah. He's seeing the like spirits or whatever when he's in bed, and he wakes up and he thinks he's dreaming. And the first thing he says is, "Taylor, sleep in your own bed." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like it's ha- like it's happened before. The Taylor occasionally wakes up and gets in his bed. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a a lot of good that moments like that. Up. It's like little, just like little jokes that really hit with, uh, you know, with their banter and I enjoyed it. Yeah, this will be one that'll definitely get a rewatch for me too. Like. I can see this. I mean, I don't know where it's going to end up as far as streaming. Uh, I would probably, actually, I will definitely invest. I got to see what the Blu-ray deal is because there's probably some cool behind-the-scenes stuff and music stuff with the Blu-ray. Yeah. So I got to look into that, and I would, I would definitely pop this in every once in a while. Well, you got to, you got to figure they're glad they made this film uh, before, before Taylor passed away. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like a, a nice, a nice couple months or whatever they did making this film. Yeah, because honestly, it's like everything's. I mean, they they just did the second of the two tribute concerts to him, and like, uh, I can't really see. I don't, you know, I don't know what their future is as a band. You know, you don't want to replace him. So who knows? You know they rounded out. They I don't know if it was rumors, but don't they have? Don't they kind of already have a replacement lined up? Oh, I don't know. I forget who it was. It, it might have just I been mean, rumors, though. I mean, everyone. It was a random assortment of people that played with them 
during the tribute concerts. I'm sure they have no lack of friends that would fill in on a, you know, interim basis. Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess, I guess my point is, it's like it's one thing to tour, but like writing, doing new music and stuff. I'm, you know, who knows? I mean, it's right. it's a it's a, it's a you know, there's lots of emotions involved there, so yeah, it'll yeah. take time. Yeah, whatever the best for them is is what I hope. Yeah, I mean, certainly plenty of oh, other whatever, bands, whatever they think is best. Certainly plenty of other bands have moved on. Um, so. Oh, watch this across the board, huh? Yeah, we're on a roll. Oh yeah, we haven't had we haven't had any dies. I don't think I've ever not said watch this movie. Really? Not yet. Hmm. Well, I don't know if I have either. Unless I really hate something. I feel like I, feel I, like I get yelled at all the time. It's just just war game picks. The closest I came, I think, was the sadness, and that wasn't because I didn't. And, like it it was just because i was like i don't know who i'm going to tell to watch this movie <laughs> i can't talk about this with people <laughs> hey uh what's your porn search history like okay <laughs> I, all right I you're into weird stuff check this movie out <laughs> I, I went back and forth on speak no evil honestly because mm. oh i didn't I, I, I feel like we talked about it like i would really only recommend that for you guys no like, I, I, i've been telling everybody around. to watch it Everybody, I told the my last... I told my boss and his wife. I was like, "Listen, I'll give you my shutter login. You gotta watch this movie." I mean, most of the time I hate. Yeah, we don't have to get back into that. But most of the time I was like, I hated it, but then I was like, I kind of love it. I just want to hear was... people talk about how uncomfortable they were. <laughs> yeah, the ending was too good. Yeah, but but this one I really liked. I I think you have to know. I mean, if you're expecting like a great horror movie, it's not bad. It's not a well-acted movie. It's not a... Yeah. You know, I'm excited for... Story, uh, but it's a, fun wa- it's a fun watch for what it is. I'm excited for my sister and her husband to watch it because... I mean, I, I know for a fact Connor will be into it just because of the material. Like, the the type of comedy and horror movie my sister wouldn't necessarily be into. But she's a huge Foo Fighters fan um, because of my dad. So, I think she'll get appreciation out of that. But I'm, I'm excited to see what they... They think coming at it from like a different angle, sort of. My, my big, my big knock on this movie is it could have been twenty minutes shorter. Oh yeah, it was long. I do remember. Yeah, this was like I'm an hour. Forward. I think it was an hour forty. An hour forty. Yeah, I yeah, mean that's fucking, long. that's fucking long for what the movie is. But if I think if you like the Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead movies, you'll like this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like very much in that vein. Very much in that vein. So, uh, you know, it's like, in no way do I, you know, we, we talk plenty about horror on here. I don't consider myself an expert, but like, you, you need, you, you know, there's people that say they like horror movies, but like, do you, or do you just like specific horror movies? Cause like to like the genre, you have to appreciate, you know, a little bit of everything you have, you have to, and you, you always have to know what you're getting into. You have to weed out, like, um, I mean, I'm on board for anybody that says they love horror. Like, I'm not going to, you know, raise my nose to them. But there is kind of, like, you have, you have, well, no, no, I'm just saying, like, you have the ones that like all of it, but then you also have that crowd that says they like horror, but they just really like the franchises, which is fine. 
Like that. I mean, I love the franchises, like the you know, the big mm-hmm. names. Uh, but yeah, there is kind of like there's there's two different crowds within the crowd. Yeah, and I know I've um, I've used this as a reference point on here before, um, but it's like um, when somebody's like, "Oh, I love horror movies," I'm like. You love horror movies. Do you like sorority babes in the slime bowl-a-rama? Slime slime bowl bowl-a-rama? Because that's a measure, like, I think only a true horror fan will watch that. Whatever. What did you think about your second viewing of Tammy and the (laughs) T-Rex? So, yeah. On revisiting Tammy and the T-Rex for the fifth time, what was your opinion on this? (laughs) All right, cool. Um, I'm glad we all yeah. agreed on that one. All right. Also, if anybody doesn't like Tammy and the T-Rex, let's have some words. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I mean, this movie really would have had to have been, like, bad, bad for to not enjoy it. You know? Agreed. Yeah, I, I, I don't really have a reason like for why I was going in with such low expectations, but, like... I wasn't really excited going into it. Like, it was... Well, I'm, I'm sure it could have just been, like... I mean, because I get that way sometimes. I was a little bit that way going into the other movie that we recorded the last time, Yeah. Uh, Speak No Evil, that, like, you know, I felt like like I knew that I had to watch it because I had to get it in in time. Well, because originally we were supposed to record this days ago. So, um, uh, you know, I, I had to get it in. And it's just like I got home from work and I had to watch it. And it's just like, you know, it feels like something you have to do, but like then once you're in it, you know, you're in it. And you yeah. But it. That's even like more rewarding though. Like when you go in with low expectations or low motivation and then it surprises you, it makes it all the more fun. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I like doing these little bonus episodes that we're just going to pocket and spring on the people at any random moment. We'll have to uh, make sure we keep doing these. We'll just, only have a little bit of an intro and and uh, you know sh- shenanigans and stuff, and then dive right into it, and we'll uh, release it at some random time. All right, Sounds boys. Good. Until next time, whatever that may- episode may be, whatever that hangout may be, I'll catch you guys then. Audience, we'll, we'll catch, catch you, you soon on too. the flippity flip. Love you guys. See you, everybody.